Well, in our last two episodes, we talked about a shocking report issued by international legal experts with the backing of the United Nations, which say yes to abortion, young teenage sexual involvement, LGBT lifestyle, transgenderism at any age, drugs even for pregnant women and children, and prostitution. And you may have been thinking, we're stuffed. Well, not so fast. There's two recent media reports, not in the mainstream media of course, which will encourage you and give you hope. Let's check it out. So the first report is from Daily Signal and reported by Roshana Chin, who serves as legal counsel at the United Nations for ADF, which is Alliance Defending Freedom uh, International, and it's based in New York City. And it says this, a major United Nations meeting has collapsed because of its promotion of radical sexuality education for children. The 56th session of the Commission on Population and Development concluded April 14th with no negotiated outcome between governments, resulting in the failure of yet another multi-million dollar UN session as a result of vociferous opposition to extreme ideological agendas. It was spearheaded by the UN Population Fund, which is the primary driver of abortion promotion within the UN system. Despite immense diplomatic pressure from the United States, the EU, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom and others to promote comprehensive sexuality education, and as well as procedural tactics meant to wear out diplomats negotiating uh, into the night, Governments, primarily representative of the developing world, held firm to uphold their national laws and norms on the dignity of human life, parental rights, and the family. Uh, And fortunately, many delegates at the session expressed exasperation with the West's myopic focus on radical agendas to the detriment of their urgent and universally agreed upon development needs, particularly in the area of education policy. Yep, so most non-Western, non-woke countries are concerned about housing, poverty, education, you know, the things that matter. Western countries, including New Zealand and Australia and the UN, are obsessed with your sexual orientation and gender identity. Oh, and the right to kill the unborn child. It's shocking, isn't it? Uh, In fact, as I was reading this, I actually saw another report from United Families International who are also an international lobby group who keep an eye on the UN on behalf of families. And they say, after more than three weeks of negotiations, at 10.30pm the night before, uh, the chairman sent out a text of agreed conclusions. Uh, And some delegations were very unhappy, to put it mildly. Two days earlier, 22 countries had broken silence, expressing their concerns about paragraphs contained in a prior text Yet the delegations had a new text in front of them with the paragraphs they had specifically rejected and they'd even added another paragraph that hadn't been negotiated. And so on the Friday morning, pro-family delegations attending the session were lined up to give a verbal lashing to the chairman of the negotiations. And why the concern? Well, much anger and distrust centred around a newly added paragraph, which of course talked about comprehensive sexuality education. Ah, yes. We've heard about that in New Zealand. Think uh, relationships and sexuality education curriculum in schools. Think uh, family planning, rainbow youth, mates and dates. Now the report says earlier in the week, the United States and European Union sent separate emails to the chair saying that they would not accept an outcome document 
that didn't have a reference to their favourite sexuality education. And the report says, these programmes promote acceptance of diverse sexual identities and orientations and have an almost obsessive focus on teaching children about techniques for sexual pleasure. But pro-family countries refuse to accept ambiguous terminology on uh, all this stuff as agreed language, and these delegations spoke on how the negotiations had been derailed by a fixation on one part of education, sexuality education, when much of the world is struggling to provide basic education, internet, and technology. And remember, education was the theme of this year's meeting, and they pointed out it wasn't the UN's role to force a particular type of education upon other nations when it stood in conflict with their country's religious values and morals, especially when many don't even have basics like food, clean water and sanitation. Now let me just show you uh, two examples of, of the radical countries pushing this agenda. Here's the Canadian representative sharing about how wonderful his mum was for providing condoms as a 15-year-old for a school trip. Parents and six brothers and sisters. She was uh, an amazing woman, a fantastic mother, who, like most mothers around the world, and especially immigrant mothers, prioritized education for her children over anything else. Her hope was for us to be more educated than she was. And while she was what we would term in today's parlance as conservative, she believed very strongly that access to information was what all children need and all children deserve. For this reason, she was adamant that my education be as deep and as broad and as comprehensive and as accessible as possible. You know, when I was 15, I was uh, about to go on a month-long field trip with the grade 9 class, uh, and we were packing, and she asked me if I had condoms, and I said no. And she then insisted that my older brother give me some condoms to take on this trip. She was truly a remarkable person. And while she didn't... Okay, that was weird. Uh, and then uh, the Australian representative was equally obsessed about this whole issue. Again, as I said this morning, Chair, this is not an abstract issue. Comprehensive sexuality education is needed to enable young people to make informed decisions about their own lives and bodies, helping to prevent sexual and gender-based violence, including harmful practices. It helps prevent early and unintended pregnancies and sexually transmitted infections, including HIV. While the Commission was... Yeah, okay, and New Zealand delegates would be no different, I'm sure. Who needs basic education, internet and technology when all you really need is condoms and gender identity? Uh, on the other hand, the Egyptian delegate expressed frustration that Western countries refuse to include language about the prior right of parents to direct the education upbringing of their children uh, drawn from the UN Declaration of Human Rights. So there was a surprising finish to this meeting and it shocked many because the chairman withdrew the text. He knew there would be no outcome document. He was wise enough to see there was no future for the text and no time to negotiate a new one and knew that the pro-family delegations had had enough of the manipulation and efforts to ignore and silence them. And one delegate's powerful statement encapsulated the problem, said... It is regretful that this process was 
derailed because of an inordinate focus on issues related to sexual and reproductive health and reproductive rights and sexuality education. In this regard, we express our concern on the language of, uh, on the language of comprehensive education on human sexuality. Sexuality education is one of the most divisive topics in this and other UN fora or forums. While understanding it is a priority for some delegations, we make the following points. There is no right to sexuality education in international law. It is not numerated in any treaty. Two, it may not be read into a general right to education. And three, states have no obligation to adopt any particular program of education. This is in clear contrast to the rights of parents with regard to their children's education, which are instead enshrined in international law. Uh, and of course, they are referring to internationally agreed parental rights language included in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the Convention on the Rights of the Child, amongst others. Now, here's the key thing, as the Daily Signal report concludes... Standing up to the West requires immense stamina on the part of developing countries. While victorious in their opposition, which is a remarkable win for the sake of children and their parents everywhere, the real loss is the abject, consistent failure of the UN to advance much-needed policy in the areas of development and education. The priority theme this year was seemingly benign population education and sustainable development. Regrettably, the process has been systematically leveraged to promote neo-Malthusian population control measures via abortion and the promotion of explicit sexuality education for minors. Yep, that seems the extreme obsession of the UN. And the report concludes saying, as we are seeing increasingly here in the West, a purported commitment to inclusion actively suppresses those who hold traditional and religious values, the very values that have undergirded much of human civilization until this point. So we need to continue to support organisations like Family Watch International, United Families International and CFAM and other pro-family groups who are working hard at the UN to support pro-family countries from around the world. Sadly, New Zealand is one of the extreme liberal ones pushing the radical agenda. Now, just one other report to uh, encourage you. According to a Reuters report, the European Commission has referred Hungary to the Court of Justice of the EU over their anti-LGBT law in mid-2022. The Commission has said it considers that the law violates the EU's internal market rules, the fundamental rights of individuals and EU values. Well, Hungarian President Viktor Orban said in a speech last month defending the legislation, gender propaganda is not just rainbow chatter, but the greatest threat stalking our children. We want our children to be left alone. This kind of thing has no place in Hungary, and especially not in our schools. So what is this horrendous law adopted by the Hungarian parliament? Well, it prohibits or restricts access to content that propagates or portrays so-called divergence from personal identity corresponding to sex at birth, sex change, or homosexuality for children under the age of 18. Well, what a shocking law, eh? Terrible. Ursula von der Leyen, who's president of the European Commission, called the law a disgrace because it violates European values and the fundamental rights of individuals, particularly LGBTQI plus people, and they've referred uh, Hungary to the EU Court of Justice. Now, 
here's the interesting bit. The government's had till April 7th to join the lawsuit and 15 have joined the commission. Among the prosecution benches will not sit the Italian government, which has also recently been officially condemned by the European Parliament for attacks against the LGBTIQ plus community. And the media have widely reported the news that 15 EU countries have appealed. Italy is not there. But neither are Poland, Romania, Bulgaria, Cyprus, Croatia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Czech Republic and Slovakia. Ah, but the media won't tell you that because it goes against the liberal woke narrative. eh? And just like in the UN, there is a push in the EU as well for radical sexuality and gender identity indoctrination. They're obsessed with it. It seems to be all they think and talk about. A little bit like the New Zealand mainstream media. (laughs) But thankfully, many countries are pushing back. And as I said, sadly, but probably not surprisingly, given who has represented New Zealand and the UN in recent times, i.e. Helen Clark, New Zealand is one of the countries pushing the radical agenda. I regularly tell the international family groups at the UN that they do not speak on behalf of the majority of Kiwi families. (laughs) 